Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Friday of the 34th week in Ordinary Time. The topic is Words That Will Not Pass Away. Part 1. Prayerful Reading of the Gospels As we come to the conclusion of the liturgical year, we consider these words of the Master in today's Gospel. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. What Jesus has said will literally last forever. God has directed these words to every man and every woman who will walk the face of the earth. In many and various ways, God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. Just as he spoke to our forefathers in the faith, Jesus Christ speaks to us in our day. Because his message is divine, it cannot be limited by human constraints of time and place. Sacred Scripture acquires the fullness of its meaning in the figure and preaching of Christ. St. Augustine has stated this idea in a most graphic manner. The law was pregnant with Christ. On another occasion, this holy doctor of the church affirmed, To read the books of the prophets without seeing the coming of Christ is a most insipid practice. Seek, therefore, to find Christ in these words, and they will prove not only delightful, but stimulating. Christ will enlighten our minds about the riches within sacred Scripture. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. The Jews, who refused to believe in the gospel, were left with a chest full of treasure, but without the key to unlock it. St. Paul explained this situation to the first Christians at Corinth in this way. But their minds were hardened, for to this day when they read the Old Covenant, that same veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ is it taken away. The Second Vatican Council tells us, The economy of the Old Testament was deliberately so orientated that it should prepare for and declare in prophecy the coming of Christ, Redeemer of all men and of the Messianic Kingdom. God, the inspirer and author of the books of both Testaments, in His wisdom has so brought it about that the new should be hidden in the old, and that the old should be made manifest in the new. In this context, it is quite moving for us to read the dialogue between Philip the Apostle and the Ethiopian official from the court of Queen Candace. The Ethiopian was sitting in his chariot, reading the prophet Isaiah. Philip ran up to the man and asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? The Ethiopian replied, How can I, unless someone guides me? Philip took a seat in the chariot, and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news of Jesus. He explained the writings of Isaiah by means of a message of Jesus. His catechesis was wonderfully straightforward. Jesus was the key concept. St. John Chrysostom has commented on this passage from the Acts of the Apostles. 
Let us meditate on the importance of our reading the scriptures with devotion, even during our travels. Some people excuse themselves from this practice because they are busy with their family affairs, or because they have military drills, or because they have some worry or other. They think that such matters preclude any serious effort to read and meditate upon sacred scripture. This Ethiopian official is an example for all of us, those who have a quiet life, those who belong to the army, those who are officials, those who have chosen a monastic life, those who care for their families at home. Let everyone learn that no circumstance should be an impediment for our divine reading. We can do this at home or in the town square or the public park or on a trip or in the company of others, or right in the middle of our work. I beseech you, do not be careless with your reading of the Scriptures. From her earliest days, the Church has recommended that the faithful read and meditate on sacred Scripture, especially the books of the New Testament. We will find Christ coming out to meet us. Through these few minutes each day, we will become best friends with Jesus. Truly, love depends on prior knowledge. Part 2. God Speaks to Us Through Sacred Scripture The books of the Old Testament outlined in advance the path which Christ marked out in His earthly sojourn. Sacred Scripture was, in a certain sense, a grand announcement of the Messiah. The prophets foretold the day of His coming, and they ardently desired to see it. The disciples recognized in Christ the fulfillment of all the prophecies. When St. Paul had to defend himself before King Agrippa, he stated simply, So I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass. Of course, Christ was not bound by the patriarchs and prophets. It was God who inspired them to describe the characteristics of the Son of God. As Jesus said to the leaders of Israel, If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. At a later date, he said to them, Your father Abraham rejoiced that he was to see my day. He saw it and was glad. Jesus took upon himself the types and figures of the Old Testament, the temple, manna, the rock, the serpent raised up in the wilderness. His biblical references are unmistakable. This perhaps explains the Lord's frustration with the scribes and the Pharisees. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness to me. We read in today's gospel that the heavens and the earth will pass away, but that God's word will last forever. God's revelation to man is fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. From St. John of the Cross but now that the faith is founded in Christ, and in this era of grace, the law of the gospel has been made manifest. There is no reason to inquire of him in that manner, nor for him to speak or to answer as he did then. 
For in giving us, as he did, his Son, he has said everything to us together, once and for all, in this single word, and he has no occasion to speak further. We read in the letter to the Hebrews, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. This word is directed to every person who receives it with faith. Again from the Second Vatican Council. In the sacred books, the Father who is in heaven comes lovingly to meet his children and talks with them. And such is the force and power of the word of God that it can serve the church as her support and vigor and the children of the church as strength for their faith, food for the soul, and a pure and lasting fount of spiritual life. The teachings of Jesus are always up to date. We are often amazed at the relevancy of the saga of the prodigal son, of the importance in every age of the leaven to transform the dough, of the reactions of the people cured by the Lord. How many times have we joined Bartimaeus in asking Jesus for his light, ut vidiam, that I may see. We also have used that plea of the publican, my God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Our daily reading of the gospel should be a source of strength and comfort. Part 3. The Fruits to be Gained by this Practice How sweet are thy words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Monsignor Ronald Knox encouraged people to meditate on the Lord's Passion with this analogy from parish life. When you have a lot of people singing without any organ accompaniment, there is a constant tendency for the note to drop all the time. It gets lower and lower as it goes on. And therefore, when the choir is not accustomed to singing without accompaniment, every now and then the choir master, who has a pitch pipe concealed on his person, gives a little toot in the background to remind them of the higher note which they ought to be taking and are not. And you see, we are rather like that. We go on living from day to day without thinking much about how we are living or what we are here for or whether the things that chiefly interest us are really worth living for. And we get accustomed to our sins and feel vaguely that it is a pity we go on committing them But after all, there does not seem to be much chance of our stopping, and our prayers get very languid and washed out, and we think of very little except our food and our amusements. Do you see what I mean? All the time, the note on which our lives are lived is dropping, dropping till it's ready to die away into our boots, and we don't notice, just as the choir does not notice when the note drops. So we want that sudden little toot of the pitch pipe to pull us together and screw the note of our lives up again. And the pitch pipe we use is meditation on our Lord's passion. Let us never turn the pages of the Holy Gospel as if it were just any old book. With what love did our forefathers in the faith care for the Word of God? 
They went to great lengths to pass it on from generation to generation in all of its integrity. St. Cyprian has written that the reading of Scripture is like the foundation for the building up of our hope. It is the means to consolidate our faith, the food for our charity, and our unerring guide on the way of life. St. Augustine compares the teachings of Scripture to lights shining forth out of the darkness. We can find no better beacon for our journey to the Father. In the words of St. Jose Maria Escrivá, When you open the Holy Gospel, think that what is written there, the words and deeds of Christ, is something that you should not only know, but live. Everything, every point that is told there, has been gathered, detail by detail, for you to make it come alive in the individual circumstances of your life. God has called us Catholics to follow Him closely. In that holy writing, you will find the life of Jesus, but you should also find your own life there. You too, like the Apostle, will learn to ask, full of love, Lord, what would you have me do? And in your soul you will hear the conclusive answer, the will of God. Take up the gospel every day then, and read it, and live it as a definite rule. This is what the saints have done. This is how we can draw abundant fruit from sacred scripture. We will unite our prayer with the words of the psalmist, Thy word is a lamp to my feet, and a light to my path. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.